Welcome to season four of Purposeful Empathy, a show dedicated to conversations with people from around the globe who understand the world needs more empathy and are doing something about it. Today's episode is brought to you by Grand Huron International, an on-demand coaching provider for individuals and companies. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a new episode of Purposeful Empathy. Today, we are joined by the fabulous Sarah Jamil, who is the founder of Compassion First, a social enterprise on a mission to create a better world, one compassionate woman at a time. She's an educator, self-professed personal growth aficionado, international best-selling co-author of Dreams Unleashed, spiritual activist, a passionate ambassador of compassion, and a strong advocate for women's self-awareness and personal agency. Sarah was born and raised in Denmark as a practicing Muslim, and this interesting upbringing made her a skilled at intercultural communication and interfaith bridge building. And she believes deeply in the notion of a better world starts with me. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. Great to have you. So like, why don't we just start there? A better world starts with me. Why is that so important? It's important to me because um, that's what I ended up with, sort of like a conclusion to a series of life events uh, that my family and I experienced um, think about seven, eight years ago. Um, but, you know, lots of other ones before that. Um, it's uh, it's about personal responsibility um, for me, um, taking charge of my life. And uh, actually, I it's uh, my husband was we were we were coaching my daughter the other day. And, um, and he was saying to her, uh, remember, when you when you when you point at something or someone, there's three fingers pointing back at you. And I don't know why that hadn't come to me before. And that's really a better world starts with me is almost like, that's how many are pointing back at me saying, what about you? Yeah, it's not putting you at the epicenter of, oh, the world change must start with me. It's more like, how am I going to step up for the world? Yes. Yes, actually, I'll share with you when I was coining this uh, phrase, um, what what we tend to see in advertisements, and it's always you, right? Mm-hmm. It's a better world starts with you. And, and we were playing with that with that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to make someone feel guilty or say, oh, this is about you. Actually, whether it sounds corny or weird or not, I want to say a better world starts with me. And that is that it's not the selfish me. It is the, uh, the me that has, has made a decision to take responsibility for how I am showing up in the world. Yeah. And I know there's a huge backstory to that, which I want to hear about. I know that your gateway to the work on compassion came from a place of pain where you're, you and your family were struggling with something in, in relation to your son. And, you know, that's what led you down that path. Can you share uh, with us today? Yes. Um, so um, it was, uh, I like to start saying it was the year I turned 40 uh, because the number 40 has such great um, significance in terms of our personal growth and awakening in general. And so Looking back, I wasn't surprised it happened then. Uh, our family um, 
the year just started off with uh, our family was experiencing loss on all sides um, from my husband's an entrepreneur, his business, our home. Um, and then my, my son, he was around 18 at the time, but had decided to detour from the path we had sort of uh, coached him on. And, and it was actually due to a sports injury. He was a football player at the time in high school. Basically, the world of, of, of drugs opened up um, for him and he found it as a way to, I don't know, it was part rebellion, it was part numbing some pain from childhood uh, and other things that, you know, I, I didn't realize at the time, but that actually led us, led me and us, the whole family on a seven, eight year, it was like a long time um, journey of pain. It was uh, people who are listening and who know about addiction and how it affects families. It's, it's uh, everyone gets affected and um, it's not an easy path in terms of they come, they go, they say we're good and then they're not. And that up and down uh, really tears at you as a mom, as a mother. Um, that for me was um, really an, uh, an experience that, that crushed my soul. That's how I, I say it because that's how it, it felt. It was. Um, why? Because not because I was like, no, I, I'll, I'll rephrase that. It was because I was dealing with the shock of what has, what have I done wrong? What am I guilty of that he um, is experiencing his life like this? Um, the shame. What are people going to say? Um, which is so it's common, but it is so real that that reaction to something. So um, and and what am I, you know, what am I going to do? How can I fix this? The mama bear that wants to fix things uh, that came up. Right. I need to. So that really tore at me and my health started getting affected. It was over a couple of years. Right. Turning to everyone and anything. Um, I I enrolled uh, on a personal development course. Around that time, at my husband's uh, request, actually, he was, you know, I can't, I can't see you break down. We all need you uh, um, to to be there for all of us, but for yourself first. So those kind of conversations started happening, and um, and I realized um, my physical health, my emotional and mental health was going down, and I. Only I could do something about it. I was looking outside of myself for help, uh, but that wasn't working. It was just me sharing more and more and kind of exposing my pain to others. And at that time, I didn't feel that was a good thing. I later learned, you know, when you do it with trusted people, now I'm ready to share it with with everyone is it's important to show these aspects of oneself. Uh, once you you know, when you know you can move through it, right? I didn't let that define me. And I'll share later the story of, of when I realized that because you start identifying with the pain you're going through, you, you think that's me. And, um, and um, I <clears throat> was able to lift myself up. I was able to shift the perspective of what was happening um, and I was able to, instead of reacting, 
so severely to everything, learning what responding means. And that came five years after the initial happenings. And, and it was, uh, um, I, it was when I was going to go for I was going to go for a walk, and I just suddenly, you you shared I'm a spiritual person, and I um, prayer became my actually first act of compassion towards myself was turning to Creator and and through my spirituality, and when I was gonna go for the walk, I don't know how that cap came to me, but I just came in a state of surrender, and I was like, I not give up, but I give in and I accept what is happening right now in my life. And I, and I fully realize I have no control over this. So I trust whatever is happening is happening for a reason. And I trust we will get through this. And I can tell you when I said those words, when I was in that, um, when I was in that um, mindset, a weight was lifted and I was, uh, that year, I said that the beginning of the year, that year is the year I engaged the most in community service work in um, uh, my my business, uh, my social enterprise taking off. Um, and um, I launched my first retreat. I participated in um, yeah, a, a a worldwide wide conference where I led workshops. I, I could go on and on. That year, when I look back at pic the pictures that I have collected from that specific year, it's incredible how much I was able to do. And that was my most painful year because my son had been home, but had suddenly left again. You know, where you think, oh, everything is good. And then it's not. That's really bad. That's really painful is, is when you say, oh, we're not done yet. End of the story is, you know, um, my, my son did break down eventually, hit rock bottom, then asked for help and, 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 and went through um, uh, all the stuff he needed to go through, rehab, counseling and, and coaching at home, basically cutting everything and is off to, a, 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 you know, he's learning to stand on his feet and, and, you know, wants to share his story now with other young people. Um, so that to me brings me, me hope is, is. Um, we all learned something from this, but we all also got scarred and, and, and wounded. And to nurture that and realize that, acknowledge that was so important in this process. And that's where compassion became that medium. And I know that you and your husband one day were just watching a Super Soul Sunday, as it were. And Karen Armstrong, I have a mutual, we have both hold her in high regard and have a great fondness and affection for her, what she's done. Um, with her TED gift and, and the Charter for Compassion. I think we're both uh, partners. What was it about that conversation that Karen shared with Oprah about compassion that, I don't know, really stirred you? It was uh, when she was defining what compassion is for her. or um, and, and it was, the words were, when you look into your own heart and you, I forgot the actual words, but when you look into your own heart and you, you um, see what gives you pain, in that moment, you decide not to inflict that pain on anyone else. Mm. And I insert it after, even on myself, so that anyone else includes you. 
that really, um, because I was in pain, that really resonated with me. And that's, that was my call for action because that's when I turned to volunteering and community service at that time uh, was what, what gives me pain. I know what's giving me pain right now, um, but I can't do anything about it. So can I look outside in the community? Who else is in pain? And what kind of pain is that? Um, what can, how can I help there? Yeah. And that became my medicine yeah. because you get that feel good, um, you know, the helper's high, they call it, um, that I was just thriving on then. That became my go-to is I got to keep doing this because I'm feeling a sense of purpose. That's what it is, right? Um, I, 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 I can feel others' pain. I could do that before I was given this pain, but it had just amplified and, and deepened um, that. I, and especially it, it's, Whenever we would go downtown, I live in Toronto, uh, downtown Toronto, and that's where my son was. I never knew where he was exactly, uh, but I knew he was somewhere there. And when I saw young homeless men, I would see my son. And, and that, and, and so looking out the window, it ended me not wanting to go downtown because it became unbearable where, when I hadn't had contact for a long time. And, but it kept giving me strength as well to, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep going. There is not, it's not just about you and your son. There's so much pain in the world. Where is it that you feel you can do something? So I'll bring it back to a better world starts with me is that feeling of overwhelm as well. When you not only are dealing with your own stuff, but you see pain around you, you just go, okay, very quickly. Can you shift to this, the mindset of, why is this happening? And you can turn ugly towards your spirituality as well, right? You can denounce it. You can say, this isn't working. Mind deepened into gratitude and forgiveness. And so compassion, right? Is I, compassion for me means to keep taking action, um, to do something towards that suffering. And only it, it's up to me to do something. And knowing whatever I do will have an impact. That's my certainty of belief is it will have an impact and it can have a negative or positive. Which one am I choosing? So when you say purposeful empathy, the words that came to me was intentional living during a spiritual retreat I did last year. Intentional living. What's my intention all day and every day? I have to talk to myself that way um, every day. And you know, am I on track? And so um, those lessons that I have with my son, still a healing process right but being able to talk to him being able to talk i have two girls um who got very affected as well um them seeing how i rose from that the pain uh, helped be there for them not make you know not shame anyone for whatever is going through but being accepting just being present really that's what it is about and connecting Mm -hmm. with 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 each other and saying okay we're here we'll be fine uh, but it's hurting acknowledge the hurt that's beautiful self-awareness and growth uh you know coming out of a very painful circumstance i know that you also pursued you know uh, you know you were on a compassion journey spiritually but then you also did compassionate integrity training 
So I wonder if you could share what that was all about. Like, what does it mean to study compassion as a subject, you know, on an intellectual level? Well, good question, because um, what I experienced in the beginning <clears throat> when I was studying and researching compassion, um, and I was uh, talking about it, uh, I was involved in my my, my children's school, um, in the school council, and, and I wanted to bring the notion of compassion to to the school community as well is um, an apprehension towards using the term uh, compassion as something religious, um, and I wasn't I wasn't going in there with that at all. That's my private you know thing. I don't put that on anyone else. Um, and and so when I when I heard of compassionate integrity training. Life University, um, who offers this, who who um, who I did it through, they so they 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 um, pro promoted and developed it as a secular way of learning, because it is a universal value. Let's look at it like that, and 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 a skill. How can we learn this? So so they they presented it as a skill that can be cultivated. Yeah, we can we can nurture it. We can train in it, and um, you go through. Uh, it was it was a, a very thorough training. Uh, you start with yourself. It's so interesting. Whatever work we want to do, but the work starts with yourself. So we go into the whole self awareness piece with mindfulness and emotional awareness and those pieces, those theme um, uh, topics are covered. And then you go, how can you expand it to others? How can you, oh, you deal with internal bias. Um, you, you go through all that. Um, and then how do you expand uh, compassion from your inner circle to um, outwards, right? To embrace others up until systems. How do you work with compassion within systems? And so it's very, it's comprehensive. Um, and you go in um, in a lot of detail. It's paired with, it's not just listening to lectures. You actually do the work. There's practices that you do. Uh, and that's one thing that I always share is compassion. Yeah, we all have it in our DNA, but it has to be nurtured and, and cultivated, right? It doesn't just come. You can make the decision that, yeah, I am, which I did in my first course, that a program that I did was I declared I am the possibility of compassion. What does that mean, right? What does that look like? What does that feel like to me? And so the compassionate integrity training um, equips you, gives you the tools, gives you the skills to practice it daily and then to become it, to embody it. For me, that's what my takeaway uh, was from doing it is I I don't want to just quote, oh, you know, the, the terminology. For me, it's how am I showing up every day? How am I showing up in the relationships that I have and the new ones that I want to uh, foster? Who am I? Once those skills and concepts show up in the way I show up, that's when I know and you know, okay, you went through some training here. So you believe that women can really lead the way to a more peaceful and just and compassionate world. Mm -hmm. um, where does that idea come from? Why, why, why women? So 
women as in our role as mothers. That's where it comes from is I, um, I realized, I guess, through, through, through the, this, the painful path that, that I, I went through is the power that I, the impact that I have on those around me in the home. See, we, we I, I feel in society, we do, we've devalued um, the importance of parenting, um, of mothers especially like you're just a mom uh, I'm I've been just a mom for a long time and and so I, I would like to take that just and just flick it away it's 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 I'm, I'm a mother I believe that the first training ground or the first environment is the womb and um, that's where the first learning happens it goes through the mother's bloodstream and that connection stays forever in my uh, culture, there's something called mamta, um, and it's the motherly instinct. Uh, the motherly instinct closely tied to what compassion actually is, that she will instinctly uh, get up and eliminate, eliminate, take action towards any kind of suffering that she sees, right? That, you know, through her child. Um, and then she expands it to others she cares for. Um, we we when a woman gives gives birth in 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 Pakistan India that culture um, this after birth there's a forty day period of recovering and um, that my mom um, my mom has you know she's she's woken that in, in me she always when she's always been there for whenever you know I had my children and she would do she would bring those cultural gems that she had seen her mother grandmother do and she said this is to nurture you massages uh taking exit giving you rest uh the food is made or whatever but really give you time to heal and bond with your baby um you don't see that much right it's not allowed anymore as much um because you're supposed to just be the super mom and be fix it all and get back to work Right. Uh, and, 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 and that has an impact on how on our health in the long run and our, our well-being. We burn out. Sarah, this has been such a great conversation. And I, I, I ask as a final question to all my guests, and I love this question. I've, become, I've fallen in love with my own question um, because it's just always so juicy and I don't know what to expect, but I always am so touched and delighted by the answer. Have, can you share a story or a time in your life where you were on the receiving end of purposeful empathy and what that meant for you? The, the first one that <clears throat> uh, comes up is, um, is actually during um, the first few years of the pain I was going through, um, I had a beautiful friend who, who, who passed that same year. Um, she was the most bubbly personality, my inspiration, actually. I, we, we, we met, we were both going to a spa that another friend, she, she ran at the time. And she had just finished. I didn't know she was there. I was coming in to get, you know, my, my service and, and, uh, and, she hadn't, I hadn't shared with her <clears throat> what I was going through and it was probably a five minute conversation, but 
all I needed to do, she said, how are you? This is how she would ask. She would look into your eyes and just the way she said it, how are you? And it just made me like, I, I just, I just went, actually, you know, this is what I'm going through. And <clears throat> the pain in her eyes was, her eyes were so powerful. And what she said next is what really helped me is she said, Sarah, I cannot imagine what you're going through. But I can tell you this, it's not because of you. Whatever your son is choosing to do, it has nothing to do with who you are. And for her to say that to me at that time, because I hadn't really opened up to many people. I was still dealing with the shame and the, the guilt uh, at that time. It was very raw. But for her to say that, so I, that has stuck with me because that's the first thing that came to mind right now is that brief moment, someone actually looking into your eyes, seeing you and feeling your pain, not really knowing what it is, what, what, it, could, what it could be like, but saying, I can see you going through this, but I also am seeing this. Waking me up to reality and saying, the story isn't you. Oh, that's uh, that was very powerful to me because it, 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 it shifted my perspective a bit, right? It opened up that whatever followed next is I do have control somewhere here yeah. in this situation. So that... Um, and then, yeah, um, she she suddenly passed away um, um, that that year, and and that was actually when, <clears throat> just before I did my first personal development course, so I still carry her uh, her with me in the work that I'm doing. In the sense, she was a fierce human rights activist. She was an educator, uh, and, but most of all, she was that person that makes you feel like you're her best friend and i i wanted to i want to be like that i believe i am like that now uh is is that spirit i that's the legacy that was our legacy what what's my legacy going to be this is my legacy is how are people going to remember me but not just when i'm gone how are people going to remember me after the interaction i've had with them hence a better world starts with me Well, goosebumps. So I think we can end <laughs> on that note. Um, what, a, what a really beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, it's just great to meet somebody who also believes that compassion and empathy can change the world and we all have our part to play. So thank you. And thanks to everyone who was watching and listening. And we'll see you next time at Purposeful Empathy. Thank you. Now, what if you had access to your own council of coaches to help you break free from your own thinking clutter, make that important decision, and liberate you from whatever is holding you back? At Grant here in International, you get to select the coach of your choice anytime from anywhere. Visit GrantHeronInternational.com and harness the power of on-demand coaching today.